I want, I want, I want me, 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 mine, 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 now, now, now. You know you're responsible for what you hear. You know you're responsible for what you hear. Greetings and welcome to Thoughts from Mary Head, the weekly podcast where I talk about, well, whatever happens to be bouncing around inside my head at the moment, but mostly focusing on constitutional issues and political decentralization. This is episode 128 of Thoughts from Mary Head, and I appreciate you tuning in. This week, I'm going to talk about where Republicans miss the economic vote. I'm going to be talking economics again today, and I know I've been talking about this subject a lot, but I really think it is one of the key issues facing America today, and I really can't talk about it enough. There is so much misunderstanding, misinformation, and just outright fallacy floating around out there that I feel compelled to keep hammering this subject over and over and over again. Now, It's no secret that the federal government has a huge debt problem. Remember when Republicans used to talk about this all the time? Yeah, those were good times. September 30th marked the end of the federal government's 2018 budget year. According to data released by the U.S. Treasury Department, the federal debt grew by nearly $1.3 trillion in fiscal 2018. $1 trillion. $271,158,167,000 to be exact. This was the sixth largest fiscal year debt increase in the history of the United States. The total federal debt now stands at about $21.5 trillion. So we are on the race toward $22 trillion. Now, this is bad enough, but Republicans, the party controlling the entire federal government, doesn't seem inclined to do anything about this. In fact, the GOP is spending money at a record clip. Now, I'm old, so I remember the glorious Republican revolution of the 1990s. It was all about cutting spending. It was about fiscal responsibility. It was about reining in the fast and loose spending of those Democrats. Nothing ever happened. Spending has gone up with each successive administration right up through Donald Trump. In August, the U.S. government set a single-month spending record, burning through $433.3 billion. Federal government spending came in 30% higher than August 2017, and it ranked as the highest monthly outlay on record. Thank you so very much, fiscally responsible Republicans. 
Now, the spending pace is looking to continue. President Trump recently signed an $853 billion spending bill. He complained about it, but at the end of the day, he put his signature on the line. The Republicans still haven't passed an actual budget. The most recent spending bill funds the Departments of Defense, Education, Labor, and Health and Human Services for one year. It also provides money for agencies not covered by this legislation or by a previous spending bill through December 7th. So that means we get some more spending uh, coming up in December. This piecemeal approach to spending makes it really difficult to, to know exactly how the federal government is spending. Suffice to say, it's a crap load of money. Now, put this in context of rising interest rates. This, ladies and gentlemen, is a real problem. Yesterday morning, I posted on my Facebook page that the stock market was going to tank. And I was right. The Dow closed down about 200 points. I nailed the prediction before it happened. But it's not really because I'm psychic, because I'm not. It's just basic finance. Stock markets don't like rising interest rates, and that's what's going on. Paul Krugman once used the term fiscal doomsday device. Ironically, he was talking about government spending cuts in the midst of a recession. But this debt and rising interest rates is the real fiscal doomsday device. At some point, the bubbles are going to start bursting. This 200-point stock market drop was just a precursor, like a little tremor before a big earthquake. But at some point, everybody's going to figure it out. They're finally going to realize this is unsustainable and the air is going to come out of this bubble economy. What I'm saying here, and listen to me very carefully, all of you Trump supporters who keep yelling at me and calling me names like libtard, your booming economy is going to crash. It is going to crash soon, and it is going to crash bigly. So like I said, I've been talking about this a lot lately, and it seems like people just get mad, especially Trump supporters. They keep touting the rising stock market and the booming economy as proof of the president's economic prowess. It really all comes down to tax cuts for these people. And I get it. I love tax cuts. Tax cuts are great. But without any accompanying cuts in spending, they are exacerbating the debt problem. We still have to pay for government, folks. And as I put it in a video I recently did for the Tenth Amendment Center, we need government relief to go along with our tax relief. The whole tax cut thing is a Republican talking point, of course. There's this notion that cutting taxes will fix every economic problem. Look, this only works on GOP campaign mailers. Tax cuts can't fix a decade of Federal Reserve intervention. This is where Republican economics goes off the rails. They are just as myopic as Democrats with their stimulus programs and government spending. A whole lot of Republicans don't have any clue about what the Federal Reserve does or about the business cycle. This is the primary driver of the economy. And look, tax cuts and deregulation are secondary. This is so frustrating, though, because I know I'm basically just spitting in the wind. As one guy told me, you clearly don't know anything you're talking about. Trump's supporters are convinced he's fixed the economy. America's great again. Sadly, they're being led down a primrose path to ruin. I'm going to sum this up as simply as, as I can. The economy and the stock market are, to steal a phrase from your president, a big, fat, ugly bubble. Now, what I'm going to say doesn't really have anything to do with the president. I'm not, I'm not criticizing the president. It all has to do with Federal Reserve monetary policy and the business cycle. I'm going to try to break this down as simply as I can, and maybe some people will get it. 
One, the U.S. economy is built on debt, fueled by easy money since the 2008 crash. This is what you get with artificially low interest rates. Lots of debt. Government debt is at record levels. Household debt is at record levels. Corporate debt is at record levels. Number two, the Fed is in the process of normalizing interest rates. Simply put, interest rates are going up. Number three, rising interest rates mean no more cheap money. The punch bowl is being pulled away. The party is about to end. Four, there is no way the U.S. economy can continue to grow in a high interest rate environment. There is too much debt. The cost of servicing existing debt will rise and new borrowing will be more expensive. That means that the artificial boom is going to turn into a bust. That leads us to number five. The bubbles will start to burst. It's already started in emerging markets. Number six, there isn't thing one Trump or any other president can do about this. And number seven, sadly, capitalism is going to get the blame. That's really as simple as I can put it. The Democrats and the Republicans both have a hold of the steering wheel, and they are driving us toward a fiscal cliff. I get it. The Republicans are a little bit better. I will admit the tax cuts have probably bought the economy some time. But just because you're driving toward the cliff at 50 miles an hour with the Republican driving the car, as opposed to 100 miles per hour with the Democrats driving the car, you're still driving towards the cliff. You're still going to go over the edge. You need to understand the economics. The Republicans are not your friends here. They are still spending money. They are still blowing billions and trillions of dollars on unconstitutional programs. At some point, you guys who are Republicans, who love the Republican Party, who love Donald Trump, need to hold your people accountable. Well, that's it for this episode of Thoughts from Meharry Head. We're another 10 minutes closer to freedom. I really appreciate you listening to the show. If you enjoyed it, do me a favor and spread the word. And feel free to send me any thoughts or ideas to michael.meharry at 10thamendmentcenter.com. Don't forget, if you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast over at iTunes. I really appreciate you listening, and I'll talk to you again next time.